Very few people can be taken in a tragic way and have an impact across, it seems, everything. News world, sports world, entertainment world. Kobe Bryant started playing basketball and being noticed about the same time that we started being able to email people. And that kind of puts it into perspective that whatever has gone about in the way that we consume media, he's been there. And he's been at the forefront because of his ability, because of what he has meant, because of the ambassador role he took on, not just for the L.A. Lakers, but for basketball. And then to find out yesterday that he had passed away as suddenly and as tragically, along with his 13-year-old daughter and with seven other people in a helicopter crash in California, it's taken a lot of people, especially young people, and, and it's made this a, a really difficult thing to deal with. We are fortunate right now to be joined by Garrett Williamson of the London Lightning in studio. Garrett grew up in Philadelphia. You wear Kobe's shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was yesterday like for you? Um, uh, it was shocking. Um, you know, it, it hit me a little harder than I expected. Just, you know, the loss of everybody involved in the crash. You know, his daughter, who was a prodigy and a talent. Um, the other family lost. And, um, you know, Kobe was like the the pulse or the heartbeat for Lower Marion and, and Aces Nation and kind of that, that brotherhood. And um, so it felt like we lost a brother yesterday. And, um it it still doesn't feel real, you know, like he, he kind of set the standard. He set the standard for excellence for, you know, when I was a kid growing up playing on the same playgrounds as him, playing in the same gyms as him, um, you know, he kind of let you know that that impossible was possible, um, you know, and all those hours where you thought nobody was working or you were tired, um, you know, the standard was Kobe was always working and, you know, do what Kobe did and anything's possible. And um, he really kind of that work ethic, that uh, fierce competitiveness, um, you know, that kind of just becomes ingrained in you. You know, there's there's no easy way to success. It comes with hard work and, um, you know, his respect for the game. I, th- I thought that he just started another chapter of his life, you know, being a family man and um, really dedicating himself to his daughter. And his and his and that kind of really was like, you know, there's, you got taken too soon, you know. Only 41 years old. Yeah. You talk about stepping on those same playgrounds, those same mm-hmm. courts, you go back to those days when when you were young, mm-hmm. that awareness was there. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, growing up in the, in the neighborhood, you know, somebody can make it out of the same neighborhood as you, uh, you know, to get to his level of success. And, you know, like growing up, our coaches always kind of told us, this is what Kobe did. You know, like I remember shoveling, you know, the court off in the wintertime to go shoot because that's what Kobe did. Or, you know, the countless hours, he you just knew that he set the recipes for success. And uh, there was no shortcut around it. Um, you know, every time he came back and met with us, it, you could just feel the fierce competitor he was. Um, uh, I try to find peace with it, knowing that he gave it everything he had while he was here. And I think that that's something that, you know, will, will me, allow me to kind of get through it a little easier. But it's still, it's a shock to, to the basketball world, a shock to the community. Um, you know, it's tough. Garrett, the first time you saw him in person, mm-hmm. take us back to that. What was that like? Um... First time I saw him in person, I think we had a practice and he showed up and he had a hood on. So we didn't really know who he was. And there was a little Asian guy with him. And we were kind of like, I think that's Kobe over there. Like, that might be. And Did we, you know maybe he was coming? No, I mean, we knew he played the Sixers that night. So like, 
he every you know he pop up at the school sometimes or he walk through the hallways or he come back to practice and um I think we were in like a playoff run and you know the way he spoke to us wasn't like you know we're kids and we're not allowed to curse and he came on there and he he laid in on it you know he just there's no mercy you know ripping people's hearts out and um you know, I kind of was like, whoa, this guy's no joke. And then over the years when I would meet him again, he was always, he always had that sharpness to him where he was still locked in. Um, like I'd go see him after a Sixers game and he'd come and sit and talk to us and it'd be like an hour and a half after the game, he's still talking about plays in the game. He's still talking about, you know, certain plays, I call me Brown didn't catch this pass or whatever, but he was just always dissecting the game. Um, he, he mastered his craft. He put a lot of hours in um, and, you know, when we were growing up, that's just what we had to do. There was no, you know, if you didn't feel like doing something, well, Kobe did it. You know, you don't want to be great. And you just always, always more to chase. There was always something else to go after. And um, it was tough yesterday. I really took some time to think of what he kind of really meant to me. Because like you said, I, I still lace up every game. I only wear Kobe's. Like, I feel like I carried a bit of him with me throughout. You know, I've been playing basketball since I was six. You know, I've been playing 10 years professionally. And I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have gone to Lower Marion High School. I wouldn't have you know, maybe looked at the game the same way I do. Um, and, you know, I'm forever indebted and grateful for it. Garrett Williamson of the London Lightning joining us in studios. We talk about the life of Kobe Bryant. Now, when when you look at it from a, a professional standpoint, that work, you've mentioned that work ethic. Mm-hmm. He was known for being so competitive, but you, you kind of lose sight of the competitiveness and then the talent. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily think about that work. Is that mm-hmm. something he would stress when he talked to you or is that something he did by example? Uh, I think that was a little of both. Uh, you know, we would just hear stories growing up of, you know, Kobe being here till the lights shut off. So in high school, we would get the keys. We would stay until the lights shut off. And like, you just kind of, you wanted to do everything Kobe did. You want to walk like Kobe. You want to have that swagger. You want to play like him. Um, yeah, we knew the hours he was putting in. And for him to be that great and work that hard at it, that was, you know, that was just kind of what you had to do. If you And I, I feel like it carries over to life. If you want to do anything and be great at it, you have to put that type of work in and that passion for it. Um, you know, is it, he's the GOAT, in my opinion. He's the greatest of all time, the fiercest competitor, hardest worker. Um, you know, every time I step on the floor, I try to have some of that with me. So, yeah, it's we lost a good one. When you look at that competitive nature, mm-hmm. how how did his differ from everyone else's? Mm-hmm. Uh, he just refused to lose. You know, if he if he smelled blood, he was going to come for the kill. He wasn't going to take it easy on you. Um, it didn't matter who you were. You know, if if he's lacing up and he's getting on the court, he's you know he's trying to come at you every single play. He's relentless um, on both ends on the floor. And when he's going to and when he's doing it, he's going to tell you about it. And you know, there's there's a swagger with comes with being that great, but it also came with a lot of hard work and just knowing that he put more work in than everybody else and his skill set was beyond everybody else's. And ultimately, you know, he's the greatest of all time, in my opinion. And, um, you know, it came from a lot of sacrifice, you know, a lot of a lot of time alone in the gym and, and, and the unseen hours. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Everybody thinks about his offense mm-hmm. and – you know whether it's the sixty-point games or whether it's a performance in a fourth quarter in a mm-hmm. playoff game mm-hmm. that brought the Lakers to a victory. But you mentioned it the other ends of the floor. He he was a 
12-time defensive all-star. Mm-hmm. He was a guy, could he be put in any situation? Was he the guy that you could look at as a basketball player and learn anything about anything that was going on just by seeing what Kobe was doing? I just think he, he's a guy that wanted to be the best at whatever he was doing. If he was if he was going to step foot on the court and there was somebody out there that was better than him, then he's going to guard him. If then he's going to go at him on offense. And he's just trying to every night he's got something to prove. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Um, yeah, and he went out and did it, you know. It's kind of crazy. And the loyalty aspect of this, you know, are we ever going to see somebody 20 years with a single team anymore in the NBA? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough because for me it was, you know, it was low. I knew him on that lower Marion, that the beginning stages, and that kind of was like the Kobe that we came to know and love, and then he went on to the Lakers, and it was just, you know, lower Marion and the Lakers was about all it was. And to see him, how he would come back to, to the high school, how he still interacted with, like, our coach, and, you know, if I was – like, he still – he was never too big to come back around. You know what I mean? And um, I think that his loyalty is, you know, what made him so great. You, see, you hear stories of, of him calling people, talking about leadership, mm-hmm. calling people, talking about anything that he happened to be interested mm-hmm. in. He he had that, I'm I'm all in on, yeah. on anything. Now, yeah. have you talked to many people from Philadelphia today? Uh, I, when I first heard the news, you know, I, I messaged – couple of my buddies and you know I, I was like is this is this real and my other best friend who uh played at my high school went on he, he just finishes i think he's been playing nine years pro as well 10 years and uh he was like yeah it's true and it's just heavy i haven't yet yesterday was kind of like i was just taking it all in i didn't really talk to a whole lot of people talking to my my siblings and stuff and they you know they came up playing for long marion as well and um they just felt like they said they feel like i lost a family member feel like i lost a brother and um you know, I, I, I'm gonna call out and reach out to a lot of the my Lower Marion family in the next couple of days or so. But I really had to take a day yesterday, just kind of process everything. And um, even this morning when I woke up, it it was like, damn, like you know, I, Kobe's not here. And it didn't, you know, I, it didn't really feel real. I had to kind of shut social media off for a bit. And um, yeah, it's sad. It's, it's sad for the for the young lives lost as well in the crash. And you know, there was a lot of potential. But like his daughter Gigi, you could see her; she was coming around more, working out all the time. And, um, and having him guide and that, wouldn't help life, life wouldn't hurt. Life is precious, and it really puts it in perspective that, you know, tell the ones you love that you love them, you know, and just kind of cherish every day and um, maximize every day um, because tomorrow could be taken. And don't take it for granted. Well said. Garrett Williamson with us from the London Lightning. Lower Marion, what, what is that like? Can you describe it for anybody who's never been to that area? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a suburb of Philadelphia, borders West Philadelphia, um, you know, it's legit a stone throw from the city limits, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a suburban neighborhood. Basketball is huge there. You know, like I, you know, growing up playing at the playgrounds, I'd be up there, ride my bike to the course, be there till the light shut out at night. And, uh, you know, it's, when you go back to Lower Marion, it's something special. Like I just got inducted into the Hall of Fame a year or two ago. And, you know, whenever you come back, it's like family. Um, the basketball culture there is unreal. Um, you know, they just built the new Kobe Bryant gymnasium and there's murals on the wall. It's just, it's a special place. Um, it's where I cultivated my skills. It's, I cultivated the love for the game. Um, and much of that stemmed from, you know, like Kobe Bryant. You know, I was proud to wear the Lower Marion jersey. I was proud to, you know, say I played for Lower Marion because of Kobe. I'm, you know, I'm proud to be in any conversation with Kobe Bryant. So, um, you know, Kobe being Bryant, he's the GOAT. It's... it's was there a jersey of his anywhere in? Yeah, there's you know there's a jersey that like when I when I played I played on the original court that Kobe played on. Wow. Um, but I think I was the last team to play there. The next year they built the Kobe Gymnasium. 
Um, there's a shrine there with Kobe. Um, I've got, you know, mural beef holding a state championship trophy up around the gym and, you know, Kobe's right in the other ones. And it's uh it's a special place. We did some things there that, um, you know, built memories forever. Like I didn't win another championship until I came here to London and I was chasing that feeling for years. And, you know, it took me since, you know, 18 to about, you know, 10 years or so until I won another one. And, um, it's a special place. It's, it's, it really is. Um, you know, and Kobe kept coming back for a reason. You know, yeah. he built a lot of memories, a lot of uh, bonds and friendships there. And, um, yeah, it was, it was special. We were always chasing, you know, Kobe won the state championship. We we're chasing the championship. You know, you're always, you, there was always something to chase because of Kobe. And a lot of times what we were chasing might've been out of reach, but, um, you know, if you put your best at it, you know, good stuff comes. And that extra motivation sometimes, sometimes that's the difference. You get two mm -hmm. teams in a, a final or in a championship series now in pro and, mm -hmm you just need that extra motivation. Would mm -hmm. that give that to you guys? Yeah. I mean, you know, when you put that jersey on, you know what you're, what comes with it. Um, you know, playing for Lower Marion, there was only one expectation, that was to win. And it was always to win. And, you know, was, if it came the easy way or the hard way, but you're always going to work for it. And, um, you know, I, it, it really is. Lower Marion is a special place and always will be. Always will be. Well, Garrett, we want to thank you for coming in and, and sharing the memories of Kobe Bryant. It is a devastating loss for anyone who was motivated, inspired by him, or in your case, actually knew him. Before we let you go, you do have a team that's off to an eight and two start, mm -hmm. and uh, you know the basketball world is going to grieve for a little while. But when you look at, at the play of the team so far, do you feel that this is this is kind of who you guys are, an eight and two team? Yeah, I mean, we uh, let our last one slip away to Moncton. Um, hope to bounce back on Thursday. I think we got a good group this year. Um, it's it's fun to come to work. These guys are learning and getting better every day. Um, got a positive outlook on the game, working hard. Uh, I, I think the sky's the limit. Um, I mean, I'm only here to win championships. That's, that's really the only reason I'm playing. And um, I, I think we got a chance to do something special again here. And, um, you know, it'll be fun. You describe chasing that feeling, whether it's a state championship, mm -hmm. whether it's a championship in the professional mm -hmm. league. Does it bring about a similar feeling? Yeah, absolutely. I mean – only one team at the end of the day can win their last game, and you know you you want to be on top. That's I don't know. That's just why you play to be a winner, and um, you know it's not about personal accolades. Like you can't take a championship away from anybody. You can't debate it. You can't. There's no question. You know, and I, for me, that's all I'm chasing right now at this stage of my career. And uh, I'd love to bring another one back to London. You've been able to stay here in London for a while. Mm -hmm. What is it about London that keeps bringing you back? Uh, I mean. I'm a dual citizen, so uh, Canada is kind of like a second home to me. My mother grew up outside of Toronto. Um, I know the organization. I know Vito and the family, and it, it's it's a comfortable place to play. Um, I love the fans here. Um, it's like a second home for me, really. Yeah, well, I mean, you've you've built an awful lot of memories, a lot mm -hmm. of fun ones so far, so mm -hmm. we'll see what, what next ones happen to be out there. I look forward to it. Garrett, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. That is Garrett Williamson of the London Lightning, talking about Kobe Bryant, who tragically died yesterday in a helicopter crash in California that claimed the lives of nine people, including Kobe's 13-year-old daughter, who, as Garrett pointed out, was a prodigy, was, was bringing about the game and, uh, and was really starting to excel in the game. And 
And there were some other other lives lost in that crash as well. And we saw some tributes earlier today. We saw Nick Kyrgios at the Australian Open wear a Kobe Bryant number 8 jersey as he came out onto the court to play Rafael Nadal. And we saw Coco Goff, who's just 15 years old and is one of tennis's next female prodigies. She's absolutely amazing in what she's doing so far. And she had the number 8 and the number 24 on her shoes, Colby Bryant's two numbers, and she had a little message about Mamba Power on her shoes, and then she went out and played at the Australian Open today. And uh, we'll see more and more tributes, won't we, Garrett? Yeah. Uh, I know Coco's hitting coach is a, a Lower Marion alumni as well. Are you so, really? Yeah, he's one of my buddies. No she, way. She's a, she's a special talent as well. Does he talk like that about her? Did he Did he uh, kind of say, hey, guess what? You, you should see who's coming up the ranks now? Yeah, I'm sure he put that, uh, that Lower Marion work ethic out there for her. So, yeah. yeah. Well, like you just described. It can take you to very, very high places. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a thing that Colby Bryant continued to help foster after he had left Lower Marion just by going back. And then, of course, yesterday you had the Toronto Raptors and the San Antonio Spurs as they began their game. And we'll see. I I haven't seen whether it's happened in any other NBA games, but you would have to think it's a possibility where you inbound the ball and the first possession that you get after the tip, you kind of let the shot clock tip down or tick down to zero from 24. And then the other team does the very same thing. So the ball winds up in the same hands it was going to. And 48 seconds have gone off the clock. But uh, that was a fitting tribute for Kobe Bryant as well. We've got news coming up in just a couple of minutes. And then we are going to talk a little bit more about the social media aspect and how that has played out. People turning to social media to share their stories, to share their feelings about the loss of someone like Kobe Bryant, who again touched so many different aspects of so many lives. And we're talking from people who maybe just appreciated his last couple of years of playing basketball, but certainly thanks to things like YouTube can go back and see what this guy was able to do earlier on in his career and just how good he was. And next thing you know, you're watching parts of finals with Shaquille O'Neal. You're watching him after Shaq had left, go and win two more championships and do it in a way where maybe his body wasn't as healthy as it once was, but he still found a way, as Garrett described. That's that's just the way it was. You you didn't stop until you had what you wanted. Kobe Bryant passed away yesterday at the age of 41. We'll take a break. This is Global News Radio, 980 CFPL.